Welcome to With Heart and Wonder. This is a place for us to explore heart-centered living and to celebrate what it means to live with wonder, with awe and appreciation for the possibilities that are within us and around us. I'm Megan Johnston, and I am truly so honored and excited that you are here. Let's dive in and journey together. Welcome, my friend, to the first episode of 2024. This one has stumped me a little bit. I've been sitting with what the topic would be for this first episode for weeks now, and there were little glimmers of ideas, and and then, I don't know, they just, they would come and they would go, and then they wouldn't feel as resonant anymore. And so last night I was laying in bed and I was asking myself, like so often I ask myself this question of what is something that someone else maybe needs to hear? And the question I decided to ask myself was, what is it that I need to hear? What is it that I need to hear? And as I was sitting with that question again this morning, what was flowing through me is what we're going to talk about. But um, I don't know that it's the most coherent yet, but it feels true. And it feels like it is so representative of where I am at in this moment of life. But I think it will also resonate with you. So here's where I'm at. If you listened to the last episode, um, it was the last one of 2023, and I shared in that episode questions to reflect on the year that was 2023. I also shared one of the biggest surprises for me about 2023, which you can listen to that episode for more, but but so much of it was just really about the way in which these like little moments of reconnection with self really just brought me alive again. So I won't say any more. But what I will say is that in kind of like sitting with and and reflecting and just like I often think of the snow globe and, uh, you know, you shake a snow globe and there's this flurry of snow and eventually it settles. But I feel like I am still in my reflections on 2023, the snow has not settled yet. It's still that big flurry, that big swirl of thoughts and ideas moving around. And I was realizing that one of the big things that I am still reflecting on from 2023 is truly just the intensity of my own emotion around the state of the world. And the state of our planet, um, and really our relationship with Mother Earth, our relationship with one another, in addition to our relationship with ourselves. But so much, I think, we are focused on the individual, on our relationship with ourselves. And, and so there's this kind of question for me of, of what does it mean, especially as somebody who works in in this field that we could call personal development? Like, what does it mean 
to hold space, not just for that relationship with self, but to really carve out conversations for relationship with others and with the planet and with our our collective well-being and our collective future. So I wanted to share one of the last books that I read in 2023 was Doppelganger by Naomi Klein. And oh my goodness, this book was wild. It's a nonfiction book that is, um, it is so hard to describe, but there's a lot of political and cultural analysis of the moment we find ourselves in. It is such a rich tapestry of questions to sit with. And um, if there is a theme for today's episode, it is absolutely this theme of curiosity. And where can we bring more curiosity to, to how we show up for ourselves and how we show up for others? But there's so many parts of the book that have been, have kind of like woven their way into my, my skin <laughs> and that I'm sitting with. But there's this one that, that keeps coming up for me. And it is just this small little section. It's so small, but, but, but really, really hit me when she was talking about how one of the challenges used to be to kind of show and educate and even like in some ways like convince people that clothes were being manufactured in ways that were really harmful for others and the you know human rights violations the conditions of sweatshops just the 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 product supply chain and the way in which things were manufactured was deeply harmful And she said, now the challenge we have is that everybody knows that that's the case, but seemingly they don't care because we continue to shop at all of these places where we know there are harmful practices. And um, of course, that's like a blanket statement. Um, you may be listening and perhaps perhaps you don't engage in, in those behaviors or perhaps you do. And, and I know a lot of people do and, and have a lot of justifications for, for why. And so this is absolutely not meant to, to shame anyone at all, at all. But I thought the question there was really interesting. Like, what do we do when we know that there's so much that is hurting the planet, but there is, is in so many cases like collective exhaustion or reasons why we are not engaging in efforts to try and make the world different. And of course, we may also be engaging in some efforts to try and make the world different. Um, but really, I'm sitting with this question of like, how do we have a vision for our collective future and one in which we aren't sitting with the overwhelm? And it made me think about a few things in relationship to the coaching work that I'm so lucky to have been able to be doing these last few years. And um, it made me think of of two things in particular. So the first is this thing around overwhelm. And I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but when things feel overwhelming, it's just because we need to make them smaller. It's because we're trying to do too much. 
we're expecting too much of ourselves. And so, so much of the work that I do with people one-on-one is absolutely like working through the overwhelm and building capacity and strength and our momentum by chipping away little bit by little bit. Um, I was helping my mom actually uh, clean and sort out her office over the holiday season. And just the other day, she was sharing that now she just is in so much momentum because we were chipping away at it. And then now it's gotten to the point where the overwhelm isn't there anymore. She just needed to start. And so to me, that feels important. But the other thing that I've been reflecting on and and really just sitting with that is still like not resolved for me, but I've been thinking about maybe something that I'm doing wrong. And oftentimes when I am working with people, I will do an exercise where it's sort of like a visioning for the future and visioning for what you want your life to look like. And a lot of actually the process when we're setting goals is around this idea of like, like what is that future that you are working towards? And I'll be really honest, these conversations are very grounded in the self, in the individual. And one of the things that I've been thinking about is the ways in which it might be really important to weave in some kind of question around what is your vision for the world or for your community? What is the vision? It isn't just about you, but is about others. And that, again, it's not to say that in conversations about an individual vision, like, of course, things come up all of the time about community and the world, but it just strikes me as, again, sitting with this tension as somebody who is in this space of personal development that is so grounded in the individual, but how do we open that up so that the conversations are are about our relationship with self, but also about our bigger vision for the collective. And when I say this, I don't mean in that sort of like trickle down way that is so often talked about, about, you know, how, and and this is absolutely true. Like when, when we are in better places, we do show up for others in our communities and in our relationships differently. That is a 100% true. But, but what I mean is like, beyond that kind of like trickle down effect, like how are we opening up conversations about moving through the overwhelm associated with changing our actions and and advocating taking action for the type of world that we want to live in beyond just taking responsibility for our own emotional well-being. I wanted to share this today because it seems like it's going to be a question that I'm exploring in the year ahead. And because I know that so many of the incredible people who come into my ecosystem and this very well 
is likely you listening right now. It's people who care deeply, people who really do want to be showing up not just for themselves, but showing up for others. And I think there's a lot of messaging that we've been getting around, like, you know, take care of yourself first, show up for yourself, and then you will be able to show up for others. And there's so much truth in that, absolutely. And also, it feels equally true just knowing that we can we can be working on our own growth and healing and transformation forever. It is a never-ending journey. And so if that is a never-ending journey and we're waiting to get to some certain point before we start to take little, little actions and then maybe slightly bigger actions to really contribute to our collective future. That it, there's the possibility that you will get stuck just working on, on yourself. And I truly, truly do believe that the overwhelm that we feel around the, the goals and visions that we might have for our own life, things like you know, changing our relationship with our health or moving forward in our careers or attracting love or all of these different beautiful goals that 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 kind of overwhelm that often we see it like a return on our investment for working through. I truly do believe that the overwhelm we feel when it comes to our collective future is just as worthy of our time and attention for working through. I believe that with like every cell of my being. And to weave in the first book that I finished reading of 2024, we've got a little bookend here of one of the last books I read in 2023 and the first book in 2024. But there was this line in in this book, What Wild Women Do, which is a novel by Karma Brown, there was this line that kept coming up that often it's not as complicated as we think it is. And I know that this is true for so many of the things that I feel so overwhelming. And then when I find the support and the skills and the tools to work through them, I realize I was making it to be way more complicated than it needed to be. I wonder the ways in which this is also true of, of that overwhelm that we might feel when we when we do think about creating a different world, one that is more just and equitable and kind, which is not to dismiss the complexities, because there are so many complexities, so many systems of oppression. There is, is like, there are real things that make this work difficult. And also, to me, it feels like there are still opportunities and possibilities for creativity and courage and compassion but those possibilities can only be accessed by moving into the messiness rather than sitting on the sidelines and waiting 
for the right time. So I mentioned all of this today just to be so transparent with the fact that I am sitting in this messiness right now and also as an invitation to get curious, to let yourself explore without shame or judgment, but with a whole lot of compassion, like a whole lot of compassion and courage. I know one of the biggest things that I've learned over the last few years is, is I can be somebody who gets so fixated on one thing. And I've been really trying to practice like how can I move forward in multiple places at once in ways that are gentle and kind and don't overwhelm me um, or, or don't like expend way too much energy and I move beyond my capacity. And, and it's it has not been easy and it continues to not be easy. <laughs> um, but for instance, like how can I be working on, on you know, um, like decluttering and making my home feel more of a sanctuary for for my well-being and and inviting and nourishing for others like working on that at the same time as something with my health or something in my work like it, it takes a lot of practice to be able to hold space for moving forward in multiple places at the same time um but i'm really sitting with this question of how can i be moving forward in terms of my vision for my future, as well as in my vision of our collective future. And I do think that there's a way that we can hold both at the same time, but I am still figuring that out. I would love to hear how this episode landed with you today. Um, As always, I am here to be in the conversations with you. And I'm here to support you in anything that you are trying to bring to life. I always like do a little happy dance when I get an email or a DM. So never hesitate to reach out. Or of course, if you're looking um, for for more of a chance for that one-on-one support and moving through the overwhelm that can be around our vision, and the actions that that are necessary to bring that vision to life, we can always chat about working together in a coaching capacity as well. You can find me on Instagram at Megan L. Johnston or send me an email, hello at meganjohnston.com. I'm so excited for the year ahead to sit with these questions and to bring more of these questions onto the podcast as well. I've already recorded a few episodes for the coming months. I'm so excited to share them with you. Until next time, keep living with heart and wonder.